Welcome to Fur What Is Worth, an introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. It's Halloween time! And while we gather around at this most holy time of year and flap our wings, tails, ears, and adult implements, we are pleased to present a collection of stories for your ear holes to be spoopified by. So, get ready, sit back, and enjoy this different episode of For What It's Worth. And it's that time again. <laughs> it's the Halloween episode, everyone! Yeah! I may have overgained there, but oh well! I'm so excited. It is that time of year where we open up the book of spells and the spoops come out and go bump in the night. You can introduce so yourself? It is, yes, I am Rue, the Halloween ghost. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and this is my esteemed host, co-host, Tugs. <laughs> Who am I esteemed by? A steamer? I, I'm esteemed by you. I guess I should probably get into this. Uh, I I am a scary cookie. <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna eat you. <laughs> Wait, are, is there such thing as a cookie ghost? I don't. Well, yeah, it's the it's the cookies you've eaten that are no longer with us. You're gonna have a shitload of ghosts. <laughs> the the cookies of the dearly departed. Oh my god. Don't forget. I mean, there was one Halloween episode that I ate all my friends. Oh, yeah, it's true. Uh, don't forget that in our sound booth, we have Voss the Cheddarhead. He's waving. <laughs> he doesn't have a microphone on today. Yep. So we we have managed to get our Halloween episode off the ground this year. Thanks to everybody who wrote in. You'll find out more as we go. Uh, but Rue was having a small bovine wondering if we were going to pull it off this year. Yes, I was, because we didn't get to do it last year, because we didn't get enough stories. So thank you so much for the people that ended up, um, you know, sending in. And also, we have to give a great big shout out to Skylos for helping us voice a lot of these stories. He's And also Mr. Tuck. Yep, he is available on Audible. Just search for Skylos and you won't find a thing. <laughs> so what have you been up to? Well, let's see. I have been watching a brand new TV show, um, two different TV shows. I've been watching the new Sabrina. What? That just barely came out on Netflix. Yeah, right. Is it a reboot of Sabrina, Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yes. No. Well, it's not really a reboot. Like, if you remember, it was, um, Sabrina was a cartoon or, uh, I think it was an Archie comic. I think that's what it was. I'm not yep, sure. It was. But, um, you know, a lot of the things that Sabrina the Teenage Witch was is they just kind of like took some of the ideas and kind of ran with it and did their own thing. But they didn't really follow a lot of the story um, that some of the comics uh, went through. And so this is more, I think, more along the lines of of what is going on. And it's much, much more darker. Like there's blood, there's guts, there's demons. It's not the Sabrina the Teenage Witch TGIF Friday that you remember. <laughs> huh. So it 
it reminds me a little bit of Stranger Things, except probably not as good with their story. Some of their story definitely have some holes, but I'd highly recommend you checking that out. And I've also been watching The Good Place, which is basically about um, some individuals that um, die and they are told that they are in The Good Place. And um, but the person um, is basically like a liar and a cheater. And she's like, why am I in The Good Place? Like, why am I in heaven? Oh, I see. It's good in quotes. Yeah, so I'm a little. I've been enjoying the both of those. I, so I, that's what I didn't know that there was a Sabrina reboot, and I'm I'm my 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 beautiful Melissa Joan Hart. I know she's she's awesome, but she's not there. It's completely different Sabrina. It's almost like a reboot of the universe, except you have you have Harvey Kinkle, you have the two aunties, you even have um, Salem Saberhagen. So oh Salem. So what have you been up to, Mr. Tux? I think I promised last episode that we were supposed to talk about something. I don't know what it was. I think it was just where I live and stuff. Um, yeah, like... Yeah, no, it's... I don't know. I can't remember. But anyways, the point is we didn't forget. We just don't remember what we were going to say. Uh, beyond that... <laughs> Which we forgot. So I, I'm going to talk about games on... on I'm sorry, Skylos, but uh, briefly. So Nintendo put out this new Mario party. Right. And I watched the trailer and I was like, Oh, this is awesome. It's how it's supposed to be. So I preloaded it off the eShop. And then only then did I learn because Nintendo's not really burned to me much. I learned online is a bitch. It doesn't really work. It's 10 games. You can't do the board game. Like the thing I want to do with Mario party is go around the board with my friends and not all my friends live in my apartment. In fact, none of them do. And so the fact that they were like, oh, no, you can't do that. I was really pissed about that to the point where I was like, I would not have bought this game. I think it completely kills half the fun. Like, it worked not having online on the 64 because that was a different time. When they just launched a paid service for online, you kind of expect them to start supporting online better. And But Tugs, but Tugs, there is a single player after you unlock all the mini games, <laughs> Right. The, the point the point of it is they really, really fucked up. Like, the way that the, the game was built would work five years ago, but not today. So I was pissed, and I had to actually send one of my controllers in for repair because I'm really aggressive on my controllers. No, I'm not, but it just happens. And I told them, oh, by the way, I don't really want Mario Party. Like, take can, can I just get a refund and get rid of the game? And they're like, eh, well, no, but we'll do it for you anyway. So... They ended up refunding me, but they said, keep the game. It's too much of a hassle for us to take it off your account. So I got a free copy of Mario Party. Um, oh, cool. I know, but like, god damn it. Like, don't want- That's, that is pretty cool. Yeah, so I, I, I did have a friend over, and we tried it. And it's great It's great when you have people over. It's just, we're in a world where all your, especially in our fandom, your friends don't all live in your town, and they're not all necessarily going to come over for a four-player Mario Party. So they've got to get with the times. They've just got to. I agree with you. I 100% agree with you as far as, um, you know, they should be able to allow online multiplayer, especially with other friends. Um, If they have a copy of it, you know, they should be able to log in together and we could have a grand old time playing Mario Party. Right. I agree. Um, I do, however, 
feel that they did do an amazing job as far as the game. It's just not, it's like the game. The gameplay is very fun. It is, um, you know, I have the ability because we're in good old Utah where people can reach. I have the ability to, to call friends over. I mean, really you only need four players to play it. So you need four people to come over. It's not like you need 16 or, you know, whatever. I don't, you just need four people to come over. I mean, you could say the same exact thing about Jackbox, uh, except I understand that Jackbox could be streamed. It has a right? streaming mode. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, it's but. just it's just it's it's badly timed. Um, the other thing I'm playing, I, I played it for like two days, and I've just been so busy. But I'm going to continue playing it. Is Starlink? I got the digital version. I'm not into collecting more pieces of plastic, but I really like the way that they made it, so that you don't have to buy the toys. You can just get it in the game no big deal but the little taste i got is pretty good i'm really pleased with it uh that's what um my second has been of saying. course he of course he bought it because Star Fox is in it and wolf is in it and he gets he gets big old red rockets for him right oh yeah he absolutely adores rocket i mean not rocket um <laughs> he loves red rocket yeah. <laughs> he loves rockets yeah uh, um so a lot of people have been asking me, how was my Alice in Wonderland party? I'm not trying to like steal the, the limelight here by no means, but it was really good. And um, everybody loved that multicolored lube. Except one of them looked like Pepto-Bismol. And that was kind of weird. <laughs> Time to do this thing. We're doing this thing. Will he reuse another one? Is he ready? Is he going to bed with pastries again? It's Ruse Cookie Time, not sponsored by Betty Crocker. All right, here it is. It's that time again. Boo, witching you had, witching you had a happy Halloween, love mom and dad. In bed with a cookie. I, I... That was the worst. Who gave you that? <laughs> Boo, witching, you had a happy howl. Love, mom and dad. Yep, that's a that's a fortune. I would normally hit the go to go to potty break button, but we have some some minor front of show housekeeping, which is rare. So because it's the Halloween episode and we normally produce these as radio plays, uh there's we're not going to necessarily sit around and talk about the stuff you just heard between them this time. We're going to change it up and probably speed up the episode flow a little bit. Uh, and then we'll be back at the end and we'll wrap up then. So does that sound good, Rue? We ready to go? Yes, but I'm kind of scared. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> How many times are we going to die, Tugs? I hope a lot. I hope you die a lot and I don't. I love it. When oh my gosh, I die every single Halloween. I I know it's great. You fall into a McRib maker. Oh, oh shit! That's right. Before we go to this thing, the McRib is coming back in two weeks, and my McDonald's has already ordered them. I am so aroused. You have no fucking idea. <laughs> um. Hi. Uh, I'm so excited for you, Tugs. This will be awesome. I haven't had a McRib in two years, and I practically have the opposite gender's organs. And is is, is 
Is that what what we want to do our live show on? Maybe. <laughs> but we'll do another McRib episode. But I just wanted everyone to know that McRib is about to arrive. And so if you live in a McRib area, get ready. It's coming. Have you been doing the Halloween um Monopoly thingy? Uh oh, a little bit. Um, Are you, let's see. Today is a beaches resort. Oh yeah, I want Ooh. the beaches. Okay, beaches go to party break. Bye. This is Moriar's story, read for you by Tugs. It had been a long day's travel, having driven well into the night before Kevin found himself staring at the steps onto his front door. Stifling a yawn, he was thinking uh. he'd left the porch light on several days before. Uh, so ready for bed, the fox vocally concluded. I think I'll wait until morning to. Todd's planning was interrupted when he noticed that his keys were not in the pocket that he brought with him. Automatically checking each other pocket in turn, it slowly dawned on him that his keys were not at hand. Must have left them in the car. Turning about towards the car, and only an approximate stumble of redirection, the fox was now thankful for the passenger window that was never rolled all the way up for having put off the repair for so long. It was while he was reacquiring his footing that he realized his car was in the driveway. Wow, what? This did not make sense, the vast pull of a tail twitching about anxiously behind him. The fox descended into confused panic, dropping his knees and starting to look for his keys on the floor of his porch. As soon as the absence of his own expected shadow came to the fox's attention, what was more readily spotted than the absence of keys, a voice caught his attention. Excuse me, Kevin turned to listen to this frowning griffin interjected. This isn't your place of rest. He reached out for her offered hand. Have you ever listened to the flame? They know you by name when you set them free. They beckon to be given life, to show all their beauty. There is nothing like it, the burning life. It is the only wild thing that makes me tremble. Not with fear or desire or joy nor hate, but with all of them and more. There is something fulfilling in it letting it feed, seeing it grow, making it more simply by letting go. There is pain, but there is so much more. I pity those who don't know what I did. They simply shake their heads in loss. But me, giving my life to feed it, made me so much more than they will ever know. Hailing frequencies open. Smoke Scale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Wednesday, October 24th, here are your space headlines. First up, the biggest news. There was a failed Soyuz launch. Holy crap, those things almost never fail. In the 60 plus years they've been flying in one form or another, never has the launch escape system been fired in flight. It fired once on the ground just before a rocket exploded and the crew had turned off the flight recorder so they could swear from the heavy G-load. And guess what? The launch escape system didn't actually do any of the saving this time either. The anomaly occurred just after the launch escape tower had been jettisoned. So how did the crew escape? There's a secondary launch escape system inside the shroud that protects the Soyuz capsule on ascent. I wasn't aware of this. It was about to be jettisoned just before the craft detected the anomaly that occurred right around stage 1 separation and pulled the crew to safety. There were only two on board, a Russian cosmonaut and an American astronaut. The third seat was left empty. 
They were sent back on a ballistic trajectory rather than a controlled path, but they landed safely and unharmed. As of right now, they aren't entirely sure what happened, but it looks like there was some kind of problem with stage separation of one of the four strap-on boosters. Footage shows something happening right as they were set to separate. This comes right on the heels of the discovery of a hole in the Soyuz already docked on the ISS. It was leaking atmosphere into space. Don't worry, it was a slow leak and the crew were able to detect and seal the hole. Initially with duct tape, then proper stuff later. Duct tape is all-powerful and should be worshipped and feared. So saith the Mark Watney. So how did this hole come about? Well, after investigating a bit, it looks like someone from the ground crew accidentally, big air quotes there, drilled a hole inside the orbital module, the segment on top of the re-entry module that separates and burns up anyway, while it was being manufactured, then tried to plug the hole without telling anyone. Good job, dude. We're still waiting to hear more about both of these incidents, but it presents a very curious situation. Each Soyuz has a sort of use-by date once it's in orbit. It has these attitude control thrusters that rely on hydrogen peroxide as part of the propellant, mainly because it's largely inert and won't kill you if you get it on your skin or breathe it in in small amounts, unlike hydrazine. But it isn't completely inert. Hydrogen peroxide does decompose or break down over time, leaving it far, far less effective as a propellant. So after about six or seven months, the ship needs to be used so it still has enough oomph left in its thrusters to move the ship around, and the Soyuz already on orbit is nearing its use-by date. The two crew members that had been slated to go up were supposed to replace the crew of three already there, who will be returning this December. If Russia can't get back to flying crewed missions again before then, we may have to face the possibility of breaking our streak of human presence in space. It started with Expedition 1 to the ISS back in 2000 and has continued to this day. It would be a real shame if we had to break that streak. On top of that, the ISS isn't fully autonomous. It needs people to maintain its systems. I'm sure we wouldn't see a terribly long gap if there was one, but you never know what might happen up there. To keep that from happening, there are a few options being considered. First off, they may send up an uncrewed Soyuz for the crew to use as a lifeboat and return vessel, then just send back the ship they came up in. That would give them a shiny new spaceship to keep on orbit and let them extend their stay. Or Russia may complete their investigation and start flying crewed missions again before the deadline. Or before they finish the investigation, they could just roll out the next Soyuz and take volunteer crew who understand the risks. Yes, we have commercial crew vehicles coming online soon, but they're not anywhere near enough to ready to leap into action here. The earliest they'll fly is next year. So we'll have to see what they do. I really want to see our streak keep going. 18 years is nothing to sneeze at. Since that was the biggest story, let me go over a couple of other things real quick like. Bepi Colombo lunched without a problem on top of its Ariane 5 from French Guiana, bound for Mercury. It will arrive in seven years. ULA, Blue Origin, and Northrop Grumman were awarded contracts from the Air Force to develop their various rockets. SpaceX was left out of this, likely because they don't really need as much funding for development. A lot of their hardware is mature enough and flight proven. The Hubble Space Telescope entered a safe mode when one of its three remaining gyros failed, but it looks like they got it working again. How? By literally turning it off, turning it back on, and shaking it around. The Chandra X-ray Telescope went into a safe mode as well, but operators say it should be back in operation soon. That's all for this round. Stay tuned for the next episode of For What It's Worth for more. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans.
haven't forgotten about the top and bottom giveaway. We'll announce the giveaway process next episode. This is Vance's Halloween story, read for you by Tugs. It was a dark and stormy night. Ain't that a big cliche? Tugs interrupted, causing Rue to stumble over his words. So what if it's cliche? It's my story, the red fox retorted back. He cleared his throat, and with a click of his tongue started again. Ahem. A dark and stormy night. Rue and Tugs were watching the rain roll down the window and listening to the thunder rumble in the gray, cloudy sky. Oh man, I can't believe it's raining on our day off, the vulpine said, pouting a bit. It's so loud, too. There's no way we can get any recordings done. Another rumble of thunder reverberated. It's such a group of foxes point. Well, Tugs began. It could make for a good backdrop for our Halloween episode, he said. The puppy bear gazed out the window, watching a few droplets of rain roll down the pane of glass. But you're right. There's no way we can entertain our six listeners with all this wind. Our patrons would drag us through the streets. Ruth sighed, leaning backwards on his chair. His eyes flicked up to the flickering light on the side of the ceiling, dimming with the whirlwind outside. The light zapped out, leaving only brief orange glows that soon faded as well. Tugs, the lights, Rue squeaked. With even the streetlights out, the house was cloaked in darkness. Rue's voice was shaky. He was afraid of the dark after all. Come on, let's go to the kitchen and get some candles, Tugs said, reaching out and grabbing Rue's paw. The puppy bear pulled that fox into a darker hallway, leading him towards the kitchen. It was barely brighter in the kitchen, though flashes of lightning occasionally lit up the room as Tugs drug around in the corners and drawers for a lighter and tea candles. Rue shivered and jumped with the rumble of thunder, but soon let out a sigh of relief once the warm candlelight flickered through the room. It's safe, Rue said with a relieved sigh, footsteps pitter-pattering toward the kitchen counter. That's what you were worried about? I mean, I guess I'm not surprised since it is you, after all, but... My cookie jar is very important, Tugs. What if... What if, like, the window broke and the rain got in it? The fox retorted back. And having an oatmeal raisin will make me feel better, too, he added, opening the jar. Rue went silent, and then he let out a terrible, tormented scream. No! The cookies are gone! Really? That's your big ending? Tugs said, pinching the brow of his blueford nose. It's actually pink. What? What could be scarier than running out of cookies in a power outage? You can't make any more, Rue replied. It's hardly Halloween-themed, for one. Where's the costumes? Where's the ghosts? It wouldn't matter if we had it in October or April. But we're playing it in October, so it's a Halloween story, said Rue. Tug shook his head and sighed. The only person that will save this story is you, and it will scare you. Why not have, I don't know, spiders or cockroaches crawl out of the cookie jar? Gross, I don't want those in my cookie jar. That's the point. I can't believe you had me record and foley this for that lame duck ending, Rue bristled. You didn't come up with anything better. I'm not the one who offered to come up with a story for Halloween. Forget it, forget it. We'll just end here and call it a lost episode. Rue puffed out his cheeks and arms crossed. Fine. He pointed at the studio cookie jar. Give me a cookie at least. Tug shrugged. Can't. We're out. Rue fainted. I know you can tell there's something strange that's going on. It's a subject that I've tried hard not to touch upon. 
when the full moon is howling at the night from dusk till dawn. My body changes and I cannot help but sing along. I can't think clearly and my instincts are all kicking in. I'm growing claws and fangs and fur is overtaking skin. I lose my manners and I feel my patience wearing thin. I wanna fuck you and I don't care whether it's a sin. seen a different light I shun the light of day and melt into the moonlit night ask me something that's important this is fight or flight you say that it's not normal and I say that I don't care so what I eat fast and the shower drain is full of hair I kinda like it that I'm feeling like an animal throw you down onto the bed and I'm ready to go that you think I'm a little too wild A very strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde So now you know that there's an animal inside It's taken over And I'm liking my new sense of pride Cause if I'm feeling hungry I might eat you and if I'm feeling tired, I will sleep through. And if I'm feeling angry, I can fight, 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 fight too. And if I'm feeling... changing every day a little more and I just growl at you to get yourself down on all fours so pardon me if my libido is so damn unflagging but if you had a tail you know that it would be wagging you keep saying that you think I'm a little too wild a very strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde if you just close your eyes wind blew through the trees as moonlight cast broken shadows on the forest floor. The light revealed tracks leading further from civilization, yet closer to home, closer still to her end. There was no way to know what was going to happen when she got there, but it didn't matter. She had no time left. 
The pulsing glyph covering her paw said that she needed to get away from everyone and everything. To keep them safe. To keep him safe. Raymond, I am sorry. I love you. Please understand, if I had a choice, it would have been different for us. Yours forever, Sarah. She ran, pondering if there was a better way to have worded the letter she left for him. Not that it matters. If it doesn't work, all the better. Sarah's mind wandered around the thought. She pushed it to the back of her mind and just focused on getting to where she was going. Her tufted lynx ears could only make out the sound of the wind as she made her way through the brush, telling her that she was now truly alone. As she approached the ancestral house, repressed memories came stalking back, bringing chills down her spine and an unnerving feeling of worry in her gut. She shivered, trying to shake off her raised hackles, but it did no good. Even though she knew what she was told to do, she was still filled with apprehension as to what was going to happen. They never did tell her anything other than, This was your purpose. You need to be strong, no matter what. They never told her why, just patted her head and walked away. Never any explanation, and when she asked, This needs to be done. As she got older, she had grown to hate that thought. When the cabin came into view, she could feel her skin starting to crawl. She knew that she didn't have much time. When she got to the clearing, she didn't bother stopping to make the wood piles. She just walked a circle, making the piles as even as she could with whatever was in reach, which was getting difficult because the crawling quickly shifted to a light ache. She could tell that it was too close to midnight to try and get things perfect. She could feel her arms and feet burning as she formed the summoning pentagram. Wincing in pain from every movement, she gripped her teeth, struggling to get it warm in time, if for nothing else than to stop the pain. She had known it would take her too long to get here on foot, but she had to be sure that no one would follow her or find her. Now she was paying the price. Finally, she was done. As Sarah stepped out of the circle, the smell of singed fur wafted up to her nostrils. Wrinkling her nose, she looked down at her hands and feet, fur burned away and skin black. Her stomach churned as she saw the damage that was done. She could tell that she was not going to be able to feel much of anything anymore. She tried to open and close them. Good, at least I can still use them. Morbid. But that was all that she could come up with as she headed over to the first woodpile. Taking a moment before opening the matchbox, she noticed that even the wind had stopped. As the freshly struck match flared down, Sarah asked herself, Why me? Then dropped the match into the pile, making her way to the others. Why me? Why me? Why me? Why me? As the last pile caught, she walked out of the circle. As the fires grew, she felt the bile in her stomach turn. She wanted to vomit, but could not. Making her way to the top of the circle, she took a deep breath. She never did like having to say the words. They made her mouth dry and her tongue taste like sulfur. They had told her, This is natural. 
the true words of life were not meant for this world. They will be fought. Know when you are speaking these words, you are tasting the divine. Do not fight it. When you feel the call, obey. She finished. The archaic tongue echoed longer than it should have. She never bothered to learn what she was actually saying. Once she found out what it was for, she wanted no part of it. But here she was now. Hopefully, this would be the end of it. As the fires began to billow bitter smoke, she removed clothing, leaving undergarments on. The moonlight illuminated markings under her fur, showing an ethereal map to things unearthly, one that should not be known by any this side of the separation. It is I, Sarah, of the third child of the third generation, here on this the start of my thirty-third year on the third day in the third month, I present myself to bring the ritual to its end. A shadow manifested out into the circle. Sarah stood there frozen. They never told her some thing was going to be there. It was a weird shape, had no ears or muzzle that Sarah could see, and no tail. You forgot the rest of the proclamation. You need to finish it. It was more the thoughts that it was giving off, because the only sound that was emanating from it were snarled hisses. Sarah just looked at what might be called its eyes, not wanting to give it the satisfaction of making her do something that she knew wasn't right, also unable to speak out of fear. But as they stood there, the air grew thick with frustration and anger. She tried to ignore it, but then her markings started to burn like acid. She bit her lower lip, trying to fight through the pain. Sad. She pinned back her ears and averted her eyes, biting harder to drown out the burning. After biting clean through her lip, she spat out the last words along with a mouthful of blood. And usher in the rebirth of your world! The burning subsided and now was just a dull reminder of what she was standing against. And who do you bring to complete our convergence? Just I. But the ritual demands two souls. I know. This was forced upon me. I know that there's no way to proceed from this point onward if there is no other for you to join with. You have lost. No. Yes. No. There is another here. What? Yes. One who cannot object. Who? She is in you. Every time Sarah had tried to get pregnant, she lost the child, painfully. She had been using protection. How could this have happened? You did not know. That makes it all the more sweet. Having just found out to have life, only to lose it for your actions. White blinding pain exploded from her womb. The last thing Sarah remembered before passing out was the creature giggling as it approached her. <laughs> Eight months later, the creature's words still echoed through her mind as she lay there locked in herself. You have tried to deny us. Now you will see that we will not be stopped. Sorry was all Sarah could feel. She couldn't move, couldn't talk. She couldn't do anything for herself. Tears fell from her eyes. This is your birthright. She looked down at her nursing daughter. 
to bring our time to this world. It made her physically ill to know that this thing was nursing on her, but she couldn't help but feel love for her. She will live, and you will keep her. She was, after all, her child. She is everything I wanted in life. I need to keep her safe. Until her first flow. And besides, her being here means that the end is not far off. So that must come for something, right? Then we will return. You're listening to For What It's Worth. Brought to you by For What It's Worth brand dumps. When you're feeling shitty, think for what it's worth. Do you have a bunch of crap you just don't want to deal with? Well, For What It's Worth can help with For What It's Worth brand dumps. We'll take your crap, we'll take it all day long, and toss it out with the rest of the pile. In a place where you don't have to see it, smell it, or think about it. Ever. No matter what. Under any circumstances. Yes, there is no way this is going to come back to bite us in the ass. Literally or figuratively. Also, don't forget to contribute to the Patreon campaign. Ruin Tugs need all that gas money to drive your shit to the dump, after all. And it helps us keep the show going. Also, for the love of all that is good and decent and not covered in poop, get out there and vote. I don't care if you're in the closet, up a chimney, down a mineshaft, whatever. Just go vote. It is your civic duty. For what it's worth, brand dumps. <laughs> Duty. And welcome to the end of the show. Tonight we'll be serving you tea, cookies, and wine mixed with beer. It'll be delicious. Enjoy it. I'm so scared. <laughs> Can you imagine wine mixed with beer? That's gross. Um, I, I have to admit, I, I toyed with reading in that and welcome back voice for the story where i had to do your voice i very seriously Uh stared at that for like three minutes going should i try and pull that off or just just do a normal like back and forth voice i and i'm still not sure i made the right choice but i think it would have gone funny thing is is the whole entire time that that you've been talking that's rue's voice (laughs) <laughs> no that's just my normal reading voice <laughs> i even like it's weird when you have to do your own voice in caricature like it's different it's weird uh anyway well i by the way speaking of voices mm. have you ever had a, a situation where somebody's like okay i want you to record this and then you use your podcasting voice and then they're like no don't don't read it like that <laughs> like i've had that situation yeah. before where i've i've been asked to like help on another podcast or something like that. So I have an actual podcast. No, you do. We do. We both do. It's we're using, we're using them now. Uh, It's not, we use, I think it's a little bit more even toned, but most people who do any kind of broadcasting, here's the secret guys, um, is you start really high and then you keep talking and then you come down to like a really nice medium level and everyone feels really reassured. So we're just pretending. (laughs) Like we know, <laughs> no, but you, you do. We just fakely reassure everybody. Well, it's, it's your performance <laughs> voice, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Definitely. And so, yeah, I've gotten that a couple times. No, 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 don't do it like that. I was like, it's just hosting voice, whatever, man. So how did this Halloween episode go for you so far? Well, I read for it. So good. 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 Well, I just, I love the creativity that everybody, everybody has. Like, I'll be honest, my writing skills absolutely sucks. And so I think it's just amazing the, the stories that people end up coming up with. And it's fun. It's, this is a fun episode to do every single year. I love it. It's fun for me, for you. You don't have to do all the Foley work most of the time. <laughs> I'm, help, I'm helping. I'm uh, you helping are. You are. No, year. I'm just griefing you. Um, I, I. You know what? It turns out really well. Like it's kind of fun and it's different than what we normally do. So no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. So thank you to everyone who sent in stories, and again, thank you to Skylos for reading so much for us. Skylos is the dog. And happy Halloween. Woo-hoo-hoo. Okay, now let's do this thing. <laughs> All right, we've pulled the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. Oh my goodness. Voss just barely like zippered, you know, pulled my zipper down. Like that was very scary. Why was your zipper Actually, up? Actually, I You're really a fox. liked it. Why did you stop? What? Why was your zipper up? You're a fox. Oh yeah, right. We don't wear pants. No, you can wear pants. So... They're just unzipped and halfway down your legs. <laughs> That's the natural state of a fox. Natural state of a fox is aroused and ready. <laughs> On that note, I have an email. Do it. So this is from Rocky the Pup. And he said, hello, Rue and Tugs. My persona's name is um, Lizzie Tell. Lizzie Tell. And I had, um, and I had suffered... A dog passing away a few months ago. My stepdad and I have a hard time moving on, yet enjoy the moments we had with her around. Her name was Baby Girl, and to my family, it hit extremely hard. Our dog was 12 years old and died of kidney failure. What is the, what is the best advice you may offer in hopes of moving on. I see a therapist for depression now due to the imbalance suffering, not just of the death, but suffering from depression for five years prior to the death. I hope you can help any way that you can with advice on a heartfelt topic such as this with best regards. Lazy, lazy tail. Lazy tail. Lazy tell. I'm so sorry. It's fine. So, I, as far as when it when it comes to moving forward, um, we we have done a couple of episodes about this particular topic, and I highly recommend you checking those out because that's really what um, I feel like will will be helpful for you to be able to move forward from um, losing someone that you love. And, um, I mean, your dog was part of your life for a very long time. They were your family member. Um, recently, a cat that, you know, I've had in my life for 15 years passed away. 
And that was very hard for me and my family. Like, um, and you know, it, it, a lot of people don't understand that because they're like, it's just an animal, you know, you shouldn't get all emotional, but you know, they are, they become a member of your family. And sometimes you, you grow such a close connection with them that it's almost like they understand you more than, you know, what your family sometimes understands you. And so I completely understand where you're coming from. And all that you can really do is just know that they wouldn't want you to continue to, to be depressed. They would want you to be happy and to find a way to, to move forward, which is very difficult to do. But, um, I don't know, Tux, what, what advice would you have? Well, my advice doesn't really work in this case. I think I'd agree with yours. The, the, the truth of it is, I think, and again, I'm sorry this doesn't help you in your current situation, but take lots of pictures when you can and hold on to the memories because that way when they're gone, you can reflect on all the good times. It's always going to be a little bittersweet, um, but at least you have the pictures. You have those moments in time captured forever. It's why I take pictures every day that I remember to, which is most, because you never know. You never, ever know what's going to happen sometime to someone somewhere. And at least having a picture, you're like, yeah, I remember the good times. And, you know, you can still remember the good times, even though you may not have a ton of pictures. Uh, because because that's what I think people with good hearts want. It's like, I'm not going to be around forever, but when I'm gone, remember the good times. You know? Definitely. I would hope that um, when I pass away, that... <clears throat> You know, that that's what people remember is all the good good things. Not the, oh, Dat Rue, he was all that drama. He was so he horny. He did all those things. Uh, he was such a horny fox. Oh, my gosh. What? I Actually, I would hope that people remember that. Uh, <laughs> well, when you die, we're actually just going to delete the show off the internet. Is that what's going to happen? No, I'll inherit all uh, the rights. Then I'll that, would, that would hurt. That would hurt. How will you, you won't even be here. Why do you care? Well... You know, I, I, I see it this way. This is my, like, this is this is like our words to the world. And as we pass on, this will be, like, this will be the only thing that will be left. No, I hear you. You know? I'm just teasing you. I wouldn't so. delete the show. There's too much. We've got way too much blood, sweat, tears, frustration, and piss in here to fucking kill this thing off the internet. Yeah. Off the interwebs. But one last piece of advice, time. Like, really, people say it all the time. Time heals all wounds. Except the ones that don't heal. I feel that that's... Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, there are certain things that time doesn't necessarily heal. (laughs) Um, um, Yep. But anyway. Yeah, it's true. Time Magazine does heal all wounds. Just apply it and it will take care of it. So, you have our next email? Yeah, I do. It's a short one. It's um, it's from D, and he, he pointed something out, and I actually, I think it's kind of interesting. So, we're recording at this moment. Um, he said that there are nine furry cons going on, and he's right. There are, at this moment, nine furry conventions happening. How crazy is that? Right now, today? Yes. So, we've, we've got Golden Leaves Con in Switzerland. We've got Halloween Shoot and Hang in Toronto. Arizona Fur Con for Apocalypse, Howler's Eve, Ontario Furries Expo, 
which is also in Toronto, oddly. Um, Infernity, which is in Taiwan. Hello, Taiwan. Um, the Furry Cruise out of L.A. and Morph Parade in Thailand. Man, remember when we used to have like a, we used to like run a, like a convention during Halloween time. We would have been on that list too. <laughs> oh man, that's all. That's in- don't want to remember those memories. No, no, it was good times. <laughs> um, it's it's just crazy. Nine. I remember it was like there was not a free weekend, and you had like maybe a couple weekends where a couple would compete. But now nine. That's look, guys, we need to calm down a little bit and consolidate here. So let's all come over to Roo's house. I think it's because it's on the Halloween time. I think that that's why, like, once that one convention, like, went down during Halloween, everybody was like, oh, my gosh, we're going to take that day because it will make make it easier for us to be able to, I don't know, throw, like, a animal party and people won't even give two shits about it. Yeah, it's true. Because it's during Halloween time. Yep. All right, that's all we've got. I think that's why there's so many cons going on right now. Yep. Okay. All right. So let's switch gears and go to housekeeping with no bumper this time. So if you enjoyed the show, so so we're facing a conundrum here, which is we don't want to start spending our Patreon money on ads, but we are we're getting to the point where we might. So when we say tell a friend, we mean it. Please tell a friend and let us use our Patreon funds for something else. Why do we have to grow, you ask? Because who wants to do a show for seven people all their life? Let's get it up. So, you know, it's, it's the thing about it is we depend on you guys for content. We depend on you for emails. We depend on you to record your voices, to call in, to do whatever. And if it's the same group of people, we appreciate you, you know, we're not getting a lot of variety though. And so people might think, well, they're just using the same five people. Tell your friends because that way we widen the potential group of people who can contribute to the show. It's important because then we stay fresh. Please, please tell a friend. If you if you at all laughed once in this episode, tell your friend. I laughed during this episode. It was funny. That's all we ask. Yeah. Um, I also want to recommend that if you're in the Telegram group, like, and you have a friend that you think that would be good for that Telegram group that would like to listen to the show, don't just throw it out to random people, please. <laughs> like, right. But, um, you know please feel free to to message me and we'll see what we can do to to add them to the for what it's worth chat or you know definitely do what you can to to share those episodes to them like what tugs was saying but and also um we have we we have a, a a problem something has brought to my uh, attention which is if you listen to us on an on iOS if you listen to us through the podcast app on your Mac whatever as long as there's an apple with it and also other platforms, but right now we're noticing it mostly on Apple. Please leave a review of the show. An honest review is fine. We've got we've got stale reviews, and we appreciate the people who put them up. One of the things people notice, though, is, oh, that show hasn't been reviewed in a while. It must be off the air. So if you can, if you can go in and just drop a quick review, if we've at all influenced you to smile and made your day better or done something even more profound, like prevented you from leaving the fandom, Please go leave a review. That way it looks like, hey, people are still listening. It would help us out a lot. We're not going to review our own show. That's just that's just shitty. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I just, I just want to thank you guys for sticking around. I mean, it's been a blast. We've done so many episodes. And we're going to still be around. But, like, I 
every time that I get a message from you guys or an email, um, we just really appreciate what you guys are currently doing for us. And so we do this for, well, first of all, I want to say we do this for ourselves. <laughs> like We're selfish here. We do it for ourselves. It's fun. You know, it's something that we like to do and we enjoy to do. Um, but we also do it for you guys. And so we appreciate all that that you guys have done for us. So especially with this Halloween episode, we couldn't have done it without listeners like you. For what it's worth, it's brought to you by viewers like you. <laughs> all right. So enough pleading. Let's get to the to the gratitude. So we want to thank Firebreath for being our beautiful, wonderful announcer and representing all of Canada in our show. All of it. D is not from Canada. Just kidding. He is. Uh, we also want to thank Voss for being a cheesehead and doing our sound, generally keeping Rue in line and showing everyone how to be a good chaste boy. And then I also want to thank Rue for being Rue. Rue, are you planning to survive the Halloween season or are you going to succumb to diabetes? Oh, it's been very difficult. I've been trying to stay away from all those lovely sugary candies and cupcakes. Hopefully I'll be able to get through it. We'll see. So far, my doctor's saying I'm doing great. Um, I, I know this isn't a tumor time update because we're doing housekeeping, but my health has been uh, improving and I've lost about um, 10 to 15 pounds. Damn. And um, my doctor is very happy and my um, A1C is back to normal. Uh, which is good, which it was out of whack after they introduced the, the growth hormones into me. So um, my health there was kind of on a rocky path for a little bit, but then they upped my medication a little bit more, and now I'm feeling great I'm again. I'm a real so, boy. I'm a real boy. I have testosterone. In fact, I actually was told that I have too much testosterone in my body now, and they reduced my medication. Aww. So there you go. Don't get roid rage. <laughs> All right. Um, if you'd like to connect with the show – between episodes, we do pay attention, believe it or not. We've got Telegram uh, due to miners trying to get into the group. We've had to delist it. So if you'd like in, drop us a line on uh, Twitter. Drop us a line on Telegram. However you'd prefer, email us even, and we will add you promptly. Just be sure to give us your uh, username or we'll reply to you with a join link. Uh, we have social media. We have Twitter. We have Facebook. And I'd say Google+, Plus, but since Google is killing the platform... We won't be posting updates there going forward. I'm sorry. The space will exist. You can continue to use it as long as you like, but it's time. We're moving on from it. I'm sorry. They killed it. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, again, we absolutely enjoy everything that you guys have, uh, have done for us. Um, I can't think of anything else for housekeeping. Anything that we're missing, Mr. Tugs? He's, oh, he's, what about next episode? Uh, we'll get there in just a moment, but... If you had a reaction to this episode, or even to our last episode with the Moms of Furries, we really want to hear about it. It helps us know what kind of impact we make in your lives, good or bad. So write in, or call us, or send us a voice clip. You have a cell phone. It can record your voice. You can drop it in an email. Bam! See how easy that was? Um, but let us know. We've had a couple people ask, are the moms coming back? Are the moms going to do a segment? If you are interested in those kinds of things, let us know. This show, again, is brought to you by listeners like you. Uh, and yeah, definitely shoot us an email at castetforwhatitsworth.com. Yep. Or, um, what is that tele... Like, do we still have that Google Voice telephone number set up yeah, somewhere? Yeah, we do. It's 46944-FURRY. So what is those numbers? I don't know. Everyone has a phone. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's like eight three six six nine. Yeah, sorry. Well, it's it, uh, it's all right. Uh, it's super easy. Just give us a call. Just make sure that you don't go over three minutes. We are going to start, um, you know, utilizing more um, voice messages. So definitely, if you if you want to, instead of typing out a great big huge long email you just want to send us a quick voice clip it definitely brings variety of the show into the show instead of rue trying to um recreate states and stuff like that (laughs) which i know all of you love. i love it okay so next episode as promised (laughs) uh he's been doing some science and then he did some more science then he went back and played with excel we're gonna have nuka come back and he's gonna talk to us about his latest research findings, some of which are very fascinating. As you know, they always ask new questions. They try and extrapolate interesting uh, phenomenons and patterns, and he's got a shitload. So if you want to get the latest on what's up with the furry fandom from science, tune in next episode. And if you have questions about the fandom in general, like how many people in the fandom are men? How many people buy porn? You can always send those to, and he will answer them for you. And when's the deadline for that? Uh, you've got a week from release. So you got seven days from the day this came out. Um, what date is that in the real calendar? Well, let me pull it up. My handy dandy calendar says that we need to have those things by the 6th of November. 6th November, ladies and gentlemen. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to say, okay, Google, set a reminder to write for what it's worth by November 6th. And, and I wonder if some people that actually had this on speaker, that that actually set up a calendar. Mine invite. just did in the <laughs> other room, which I didn't think would hear me. It's always listening. To I us. know. Always listening. Yep. All right. Well, if that's it, this has been Rue. This is Tugs. He's nodding. This is Ron. <laughs> and this has been <laughs> For, For What, what It's, it's Worth. worth. <laughs> Oh my god. Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program.